Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Captain Jack's Story Emporium. Today's story is a little bit different as it's a true story. Thank you to Shelly Arkin or Arkine. If I butchered your last name, I'm so sorry, but here it goes. About 24 years ago, when I was around 15 or 16, my mother and I moved from Arizona to Portland, Oregon, as she was changing jobs. I had always thought I had a connection to the supernatural, but nothing was ever confirmed until the day I wandered into the Baghdad Theater in 1996. In those days, my mother and I were huge movie fanatics and would often go to world premieres of classic movies like Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Batman Forever. All good choices, but on this particular night, my mother had heard that there was going to be a special showing of the new Quentin Tarantino movie from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, just for reference, by the way, I'm not sure if she knew this while writing the story, but From Dust Till Dawn is actually directed by Robert Rodriguez, not by Tarantino, but it was written by Tarantino. But anyway, moving along. Anyway, we arrived about 30 minutes early so we could watch the previews and order a snack ahead of the movie. By the time we bought our tickets and snacks, my mother had realized that she forgot her precious Coke drink. So she handed me $10 for an extra large and set me to fetch it. I agreed and walked down to the third floor. Beta had updated its theater since its 1920-something opening. There were still long, outdated corridors and dimly lit hallways leading to the back of one of the movie screens. Me being nosy, I decided to take a look around. I still had about 15 minutes or so and thought it wouldn't hurt. Boy, was I wrong. It was dark and quiet, like nobody had been in this room for quite some time. I heard a crack coming from the side of the stage. Suddenly, the theater screen started to flash on and off. I also thought I heard a voice telling me to go back to my movie. I ran so fast out of there and right back to the theater that my mother was in. I also forgot my mother's Coke, which she wasn't happy about. Apparently, which I found out later, was that a maintenance man, or stagehand, and hanged himself behind the theater and would often appear to those of the living, redirecting them to their movie. Also, there had been reports of a strong unknown presence peeping at them in the downstairs bathroom, but I didn't, nor do I want to find out. I still got to see the movie, but I never forgot about that moment in time. Alright, thank you for that, and we will be right back with our guest today, Samantha Goodman. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Captain Jack's Storytime Emporium. Today, we're with Samantha Goodman. How you been? Hey, I have been as good as I can be in these unprecedented times. I'm Literally. sure you've heard that a million times. How have you been? It's good. I think it's been like, what, five, six years since I've actually seen you since high school? <laughs> if we want to talk childhood trauma okay this bitch knows childhood trauma we're gonna we're actually gonna get to that like we're gonna talk this shit show that the oh, yeah. zoo was i don't know if i can say the school's name <laughs> like anyone yeah. who knows knows the zoo literally so hashtag problems oh yeah problems bloody problems for sure <laughs> circa 2013 twitter have you, have you yes seriously it's right. so hard to believe that like we went through our like 2014 tumblr phases like under the same day. roof <laughs> to be honest <laughs> me too literally with quarantine hey. that's what i've been doing this whole freaking time oh yeah totally all we're right regressing so we're gonna start this off with what's your favorite scary movie oh man that is a tough one I, it has to be Get Out, if Get we're talking out. about, like, the best scary movie of all time. 
it's just like one of those movies where you leave the theater and are just like, holy fuck. Yeah, has to be Get Out. Jordan Peele is literally probably the most, the best modern uh, director of the time currently. Oh, absolutely. I'm not sure if Key and Peele is still on the air, but that is fantastic. What's that? It's, um, Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. They were like a comedy duo. No, and had... I've never seen that. What? Like, you're not the first person who I've talked to over the past, like, six months who's like, what? I have to watch that. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it is. Well, you've probably seen that one scene that's, um, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Like, do okay, you nice? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like if you haven't seen that, you've been, like, sitting under a rock. It's It's been all over Twitter at some point, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Serious, like, Patrick Star under a rock. Yeah, 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 literally. <laughs> anyway, so this week we're talking about childhood trauma in movies and television. What are some movies or television that literally traumatized you as a kid? Because I got a lot. I got a yeah. big-ass list. Oh, man. I had to reflect about that because... Honestly, if you see something traumatic, it's apparently a thing to just, like, block it out. So, honestly, when I was a little kid, like, nearly every movie in a theater frightened me because I had ADHD, like, an anxiety condition, and what was the other one? Just, like, sensory processing issues. Auditory processing? Me too! Yeah! Yeah, What? I, I, hey. I only talked about Woody problems, like, as being traumatic as shit, but, like, yeah, okay, Holy. continue. Yeah, so, like, I would be so sensitive to, like, loud noises. So, like, when you're in a movie theater, like, in a dark room, like, full of people, and you're just, like, watching this huge screen with this, like, blaring sound, like, I would be so easily frightened, even if it was, like, Barnyard, like the most innocent movie that you could ever watch. Do you remember that, or was that like a fever dream? Uh, I feel like I vaguely remember. Did it yeah. look like Animal Farm? I feel like I. Kind of. Right. I don't think. I don't think I've ever heard of that, but it was kind of like claymation. Yeah, like Wallace I and Gromit. Like all of those things were like really creepy. Literally, yes. All those like, things were really creepy. Anything with puppets, claymation. Oh, hands, hands, yeah. hands down. Like the uncanny valley effect, I think, where you, like, notice something that kind of seems like you, but there's something off and fake about it. It, like, freaks you out. Um, but definitely, like, uh, any claymation, Wallace and Gromit, um, just looking at them would give me the heebie-jeebies. Um, I saw Coraline. Like, I feel in like the... that's everybody's like main one is probably with the button eyes. It's just so unsettling. And then you got ones like Monster House. Yeah. Oh my God. I uh, honestly, I have a thing where if I know that a movie is sad, like in Marley and Me, or like scary, like in Monster House, or creepy, I just don't really want to watch it unless like I really feel like it. So I've heard so many like scary things about monster house how it's just like deeply unsettling oh there's something about it i think those kids movies are like scarier than like actual horror movies i tend to get more creeped out by kids movies than i think like friday the 13th or something all the time courage the cowardly dog freak me the hell out i still love it but 
<laughs> yeah, something about that just triggers my fight or flight. Well, it literally is like a, like the animation would change sometimes. So you would have the normal like animation from Courage, and then you would get these like creepy like ghostly figures just like waving around in the back room, going ooh, like that's <laughs> yeah. traumatic as a kid, and it makes you think like, what the hell? Seriously. Um, there have been some moments like on Spongebob where it's just yeah. like questionably scary and disturbing. Have you seen those like <laughs> creepy pastas where literally they're like, uh, what is it? Squidward like wants to kill himself or something. No. I'm pretty sure it's like on Reddit. I don't know. You go down like a deep dark hole of stuff, but there are some really disturbing like moments, especially from kids television shows. Damn, like, who green lights this stuff? Like, seriously. I don't know. I don't know. Like, how would a kid, I don't know if you have any experiences like these. When I was a kid, um, I wasn't really allowed to watch anything at, like, 12 o'clock at night because it would, like, scare you as a kid. So me yeah. and my sister were literally watching Edward Scissorhands on my little, like, uh, 90s, like, uh, Mickey Mouse television box. You remember oh, those? Oh, yeah. Like, like the little yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, some of them had, like, princess ones, whatever. Yeah. And literally, we are screaming, we are crying when he's, like, doing shit with his hands. And he's not hurting oh anybody, God. and he's actually, like, a really sad character. But when you're a kid, that literally freaks you the hell out. Yeah, you take everything you see, like, extremely at face value. Honestly, I feel like anything Johnny Depp, like, especially at that time, especially for little kids, probably freaked you out. Like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I know a lot of people are scared of that. Yeah, there is something deeply unsettling about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka even. If you really take a close look at the plot, it is messed up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you like <laughs> literally like it's like the equivalent of like the um guy in the ice cream truck going, Hey kid, you want some candy? Like it's the equivalent to that. Yeah. And just... he's just gonna give a whole kid like his kingdom? I don't buy it. There's something shady mm -hmm. going on in there. And uh, he's essentially is there any proof that he didn't kill those kids? I don't think so. I'd have to, like, watch it for, like, a millionth time. Yeah. Because every time I watch it, I just discover something new. So many layers. Like, an everlasting gobstopper. Like, I don't know if those <laughs> kids ever came back. I guess it's like a cliffhanger. I don't know. The more I, you know. I don't know. But moving on, any other movies that scared the shit out of you when you were a kid? I don't think this was necessarily a scary movie, but this was one of the traumatic movies that I blocked out. I don't remember it at all, but I just know that when I was little, I had such an acute, like, emotional reaction to it, and it was Adam Sandler's Click. Oh my god, <laughs> I remember seeing that in theaters. Yeah, I think I saw yeah, it in I theaters. I was scared of that movie, too, for no reason. Yeah, like, something about it just <laughs> tremendously fucked me up. But, like, it, something about, like, one scene where I think he's dying and, like, someone is at his side and it's just such a heavy emotional moment. And I was like, wow, this really is, is real, except it's not. Like, there's no beyond in Bed, Bath, and Beyond. It's just, like, oh, bed and bath like stuff. Yeah, that's such, like, a, what's the word, like, <laughs> sad, like, hollow feeling you know what i mean like it's a dark yeah. concept and i think that's what makes kids movies actually creepier than most yeah. things is like the concepts are really dark for children and it's not supposed to be that dark at all yeah like, like who I don't... framed roger rabbit like 
that's not a horror movie per se, but that the villain's yeah. eyes, he's a murderer. He's literally murdering too. Damn. I need to do my homework because I have heard about that, but I have yet You've to. never seen that movie? I have yet to watch so many horror movies and like movies. scary like uh thriller movies because I just don't want to you want to live get that scared. <laughs> like Matilda I'm just so safe in my bubble. I have seen Matilda. There's something very Off like fever about dreamy it. about any like roll doll uh kid stuff. Did you see The Witches um, by no. Ronald Dahl? You never saw no. that in middle school? I have read um The Witch graphic Speaking of which, it was apparently like a huge phenomenon for people to take dolls and make them creepy, like with Chucky. That's and, my biggest um, fear, literally, is dolls is one of my big, like, I'm not really afraid of, like, much, but honestly, I think I was traumatized by dolls. My mom, my parents used to keep, I don't know if you have any stories like this, but my mom, like, I love her, but she literally was torturing me with these like um, antique dolls that she kept in my room staring at me for like 10 years. Oh my God. <laughs> By the time I was like about to ready to like leave for college and like packing up my room, I was like, these cannot be here anymore. And I'm like, I had been asking her for years and years and years and years and years. Like, can you please sell them? Like they're expensive. Like you might as well get some money out of them. And she was like, the market isn't good yet. I was like, when's the market ever gonna be good for collector dolls? <laughs> literally like, the doll business is gonna be booming just wait leslie <laughs> I, I guess because literally i had enough and i picked them up out of my room and threw them in the hallway because i was like they are not sitting here anymore they stare at me while i sleep it's not a thing that traumatized the shit out of me dude i like had the same issue like i used to collect american girl dolls <gasps> i was afraid of them too Yep, and I uh, was really into dolls growing up, but then when Chucky came out, and all of these doll horror movies... You're scared of Chucky? That's, like, the one thing I'm not scared of. I'm not... Not as much Chucky as, like, maybe, like, Annabelle Yeah, or... Annabelle scares me a little bit. Yeah, like, I feel... When I was little, I felt like my American Girl dolls were staring at me as I me slept. And, like, as I slept, they were plotting my, my death, death. Right? And I had to take them out of my room. I just feel so comforted knowing that someone else has Did you have the ones the that looked way. like you and you thought that they were going to, like, take your place? Oh, my God. Yeah, I had the one that looked like me. And I was like, absolutely not. I shoved it under my bed. I was like, I'm not touching this hoe. <laughs> That is amazing. Just one day you're going to wake up as the doll. Honestly, that's what I thought. I thought it would just wake up, steal my soul. There's this movie. I don't like I don't know if you'd ever want to see it. To me, I don't like I said, I don't really get scared a lot, but I've talked about this in other um episodes. It's a movie called Dead Silence with what's the guy from True Blood, the brother Jason? I can't remember his name. If you ever yeah. saw that like the dumb himbo brother but um <laughs> literally it's about the puppeteering dolls that come yeah. to life and rip your tongue out yeah what? it's it's the scariest movie i've ever seen in my life it's like the legend of mary shaw great movie 
the poster is terrifying. I'll have to send it to you. It's with like one of those wooden marionette dolls going like shh. Oh man. No. I the name honestly sounds familiar. I might have seen like a trailer and was like, nope. I think it's from James Wan. I'm not sure who did like the Saw movies and uh, the original Saw movie and the Conjuring movie. Oh man, the Conjuring. I uh, watched the Conjuring um, with Eliza Griffin. She oh. was, like, my anchor throughout that whole experience. I, and we watched it in a movie, too. Like, a movie theater. Which just, like, made it that much scarier to me. Hey, that's a great movie. I mean, I, like, I have talked about it before on this podcast in a different episode because it's, like, a paranormal. But literally anything like that is amazing. But there's also so many other shows, too. Like... I don't know if you know, I'm about to expose myself, but, like, I have an irrational fear of bananas, okay? Bananas. It's crazy. I don't think anyone knew that in high school, knew that about me, because I was very, like, low-key in high school. Like, I didn't, like, no one knew anything about me. I knew everything about everybody else, but, like, no one (laughs) knew anything about me, and I was terrified of bananas. Not for the reason that people think, but I was literally terrified of them because of this show. I don't know if you remember this, Bananas in Pajamas. Yes! Yes! Right. Wow. The most traumatizing show of my existence. (laughs) They're evil. They're literally evil. Evil bananas. You're telling me they're they're dressing up in pajamas and just walking into your house to say hi? No, they're there to but murder you. There is something very sinister about the banana fruit. I think there's something similar, like, very sinister with all, like, little kid shows. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they're either, like, incredibly, like, dirty, which is fine because I find humor in that for adults. But, like, yeah. or they're, like, semi-messed up. And you're like, how is that okay for kids? <laughs> but you love them anyway. You do. And honestly, when I was a kid and I would watch like a movie or a TV show and then watch it again like recently in my early 20s, like there are so many things that have just went completely over my head. Oh, for like, sure, for sure. Like even with SpongeBob too, like the dialogue just gets better. Well, yeah, because it's full of sexual innuendos. And it's literally, I would consider that one of the greatest, like not just kids' television shows, like. TV shows of all time. Oh, absolutely. Like, when you're a kid... The cultural you, reset. Yeah, well, when you're a kid, you identify with Spongebob, right? But as you grow... Or Patrick, I guess, whichever person that you are. But at some point, like, right now, I'm totally at my Squidward phase. Like, you're so <laughs> overworked, you're so tired, you're so broke, and you're, like... I'm just waiting to get to my Mr. Krabs phase when I go all out of that money, you know? <laughs> oh, Yeah. I feel like the Mr. Krabs phase is a lifestyle money. But, like, literally, I mean, you're either already there or it's going to take you your whole life to get there. And you're still going to be in your Squidward phase, maybe. I feel like sometimes I'm in my Squidward phase. Sometimes I'm in my, like, sandy cheeks bubble underwater. Oh, shit, yeah. Definitely, (laughs) like, 100% singing I want to go home every 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Every time I'm at work. Or used, to, or used to work. I don't know. <laughs> yep. When I left my house. All right. Well, speaking of the actual horror story, let's talk about the infamous Woodland Zoo. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> Woodland School. Honestly, sometimes I 
forget that that was a thing that happened. Me too. And we're back from technical difficulties. This is what happens <laughs> when you have like zoo stuff and it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So we're, especially in the pandemic. Literally. So we're talking about the Woodland Zoo. For those of you who are going to listen to this and have no idea what I'm talking about, this is our high school or some of us yep. are at lower school and our middle school, aka me. K to twelve. Yeah, it's really hard to explain. Um, just know it wasn't a real school. It wasn't a real experience. So our experience is so different than like what a real high school would be. Yeah. What are it... some of your horror stories from there? If we're talking about childhood trauma, I mean, high school is the ultimate <laughs> childhood trauma. Yep. Yep. Let's see. You can expose yourself. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, I think a good place to start is freshman year when I just came to Woodland from, um, I remember my public school, uh, in eighth grade and I discovered how to take shots (laughs) (laughs) and just hard liquor and um, we can't say her name, but with, uh, yes, sloth. (laughs) If she's listening, I miss I'm you and I hope you're well. <laughs> Me too, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh man, I think about her a lot. I just hope she's doing okay, especially in these times. All right, so <laughs> for this situation that we were going back to, basically, you just didn't know your limits is basically what it was. Absolutely not. And, and we were going I... to a takeover. Takeover! <laughs> takeover. <laughs> That's a cultural I, reset. Yeah, that was a straight-up cultural reset. If you're like, from the Philadelphia area or, you know, like... I think it's, like, a, a nationwide kind is of Is it? Was it? I thought that was, thing. like... Like a tour of sorts. Was it? It could have been. Like, it It definitely was, like, a suburban Philadelphia Yeah, that's what I mean. Of... Like, if you want, like, actual trauma... That is a good place to start. Literally the creepiest 25-year-old guys hanging out with, like, 14-year-old kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> we thought that was so awesome. We thought it was so badass. Like, we were really on to something. I had my first kiss at Club 2-7. When Shut I up. Was, like, 14. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what happens when you, like, grow up and go through middle school being, like, the, like, uh, awkward ugly duckling and then start a whole new life and be like i have a new life and just go all out so you want to explain what actually happened to you we were in the car okay we had been like low-key drinking in your parents house upstairs low-key in my room right and me and i can't say her name (laughs) we're okay yeah, we, I don't know what we were doing. I was such, I don't want to say bitchy, even though, like, which is so funny because I didn't know my limits back then either, which is hilarious. No one did. No one did. <laughs> Literally, we were sitting in the car. Your parents were driving us to the takeover. And all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> like, my vision starts, like, becoming double vision. They turn a corner, and I'm just like, no. Nope. And that was it. Uh, I don't think we even made, we didn't make it there. Oh I, no, we went right back home. And then I remember, like, I was just like sprawled out on my bed, like dying. <laughs> what did you say to me? I remember you looked me in the eyes and you were like, 
get your shit together. Probably. I was like, ugh. Which is so ironic, because if we're talking, I'm about to expose myself again, because we were talking about three years later. I don't know if you remember junior prom. I was a fucking mess. <gasps> junior prom. You I were at that after party, right? I were think. You at a, or were you at a you, different, were you at a different after party? I don't think I were was. Were you at Will's house? After prom. Wait, yes. Yeah, yes. okay. I was like, I'm pretty uh, sure you were there. Yeah, I must have been there at some point. You I know, know. I, sometimes I miss the Woodland crew. You know, but, I wonder how we'll be if we're ever under the same roof. When well, is our high school reunion? I think, well, this is going to be year six, seven. I don't know. We graduated in 2015, right? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we did. So we got a couple more years ago for yeah. 10 years. That night was probably the most traumatic thing to me ever, which thank God I don't even remember. Like, I'm not going to go what into happened? like full detail, but... I think you were there. Literally, I screamed at everybody, called everybody the C word. <gasps> I told Kellen he was a straight edge. Like, oh, how, no! how horrible was I? I think I shoved Will in a closet. Like, I, I'm exposing myself <laughs> too much. Will I, in a closet? Too much. But, like, I was a hot mess <laughs> express bus, and I had a lot of groveling to do. <laughs> Those two and a half years were literally, like, so blended together. And if you want to talk trauma, like, those two years are definitely the most fucking traumatic. Remember senior week? Oh, I left early because I was like, I'm in danger. <laughs> it was, like, I don't even know how crazy it got after. I don't know when you left, but you were there when uh, the local porn girl showed up. Oh, my God. What was her name again? <laughs> If you, okay, if you grew up where we grew up, everybody knew. She was, like, locally famous. I feel so bad. My sister was so mean to her at the time. Like, yeah. wow, how things, like, shift. Like, times have really shifted and changed for sure. That we shit love. was so traumatic, though, because everyone was high as shit all day. I know I was. Everybody oh, yeah. was slamming beers at like 8, 7 a.m. Oh, yeah, like 100%. <laughs> One girl was literally like, I can't say her name because we are no longer friends, but hunched over yeah. the freaking toilet, dead. You know exactly who I'm talking about. At senior week? Yeah. I don't, you might have left by then. I'm not sure. But just. I very well might have. But we'll, we'll discuss after this episode. <laughs> Um, when we can go more into detail about it oh yeah absolutely i I don't want to get my my shit kicked no no it's just like i trying to define woodland because i think it's like different now but when we went it just wasn't a real school people didn't do their homework okay like you could literally copy off of everything there was teachers who literally did your shit for you yeah I was so hopelessly in love with so many of my teachers. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> I, okay, I was hopelessly in love, in love with. Oh, I know, like... I can see why. He follows me. <laughs> he follows me! He tunes into my Insta story sometimes, and I'm like, you know, thanks for checking in. I literally, I loved him, too. He was the best. Probably I, my favorite out of, like, everybody. I loved him. He was, like, my first love. 
honestly. <laughs> Except it was completely unrequited because he was married oh, with 100%. a child. Remember? Okay, this, yeah. is, this is going to be, again, exposing myself so weird, even though, like, now I'm, like, I'm, like, hardly into men now at all, like, on a oh, yeah. low fucking <laughs> spectrum, which is, the nice. which is so funny, but, like, 10th grade, you know, when was, like, I think he was, like, 22 at the time. He was, like, 23 or yeah, something. Yeah, something, like, really young, like, right out of college. I can't wait to bleep yeah. all this shit out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good name. But like literally... Some... I was so annoying, and I, because we didn't have any, like, we didn't have, like, that cute of guys, or, like, the pool was so small because we all knew each other since, like, we were 10, so, (laughs) like, it wasn't like that, but literally, I thought, and not just me, a bunch of people thought that he was a student so i walk up to him but literally i walked up to him he's like hi i'm blah 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 and i'm gonna be like hi i'm leslie and you're never gonna forgive me (laughs) so like who says that (laughs) oh my god who says that and now we're like his age and we just look back on what he must have been thinking. Like, well, I know what, what he was thinking. These pe- these kids are a bunch of insane lunatics. They're not yeah. real. They don't know what real life is like. <laughs> They're like walking raging hormones. Like not geez. even that. I like I don't know how to the way to explain this It's like school, prison. Yeah, kind, kind of. of. The way like, that they treated you is literally like you were tw- like 10 years old. Yeah. like 10 years old. Diet juvie in a way. And it was like supposedly aimed towards kids with language-based learning disabilities like ADHD and dyslexia. But every now and then there's someone like peppered in with like behavioral issues or like. Sometimes, um, but it doesn't correlate, you know? Like, you, I, and a bunch of other people, at least the people that we were, like, friends with, didn't really have behavioral issues. No. Not that, not really. Of course, everybody had some type of issue, or else you, like, wouldn't have ended up there, but... Yeah. Like, everyone, like, there's something very uniting about Woodland where, like, everyone has some sort of issue that brought them there. Yeah, you feel like you can connect more to people and be a little more understanding with other people's issues, you know what I mean? At least, like, now, maybe not then, at least for me, because I was an angry motherfucker (laughs) then. (laughs) Oh, yeah, teen angst all the way. Oh, like, a hundred freaking percent, but, like... (laughs) Who isn't? And you were like the talented person, the artsy, like talented human being, probably the most talented person in that group. Oh my god! No, but like seriously. Thank you. It wasn't until like not even sophomore year, like junior year, when I really started getting into like the main roles and theater and everything. Believe it or not, I have a funny story um, relating to Woody Probs. Shoot, but like. When I was a freshman, I was brand new to the school, and I tried out for Our Town, which was the play that um, was doing, and um, I started getting study halls because, of course, I never did my work, Um, and, like, he, like, pulled me into the hallway and, like, screamed in my face about how, like, I 
can't be in the play anymore, like, stop getting the study halls. And I cried. I have a funny story like that, too, but I'll let you finish. Oh, yeah. Like, talk about, like, a traumatic experience. That was, whew. But, uh, you know, it sure says something how, like, I won the for theater like when we were all graduating and I even went to his alma mater in college and graduated um so he can <laughs> go go bleep himself suck a d like suck I a d yeah <laughs> speaking of like traumatics so remember how I was running for like vice president me and Taylor oh my god for yeah. like three years in a row and I was already like vice president for three years all right, here's some tea. I never, one, I knew I would never make it as president because I wasn't popular enough. So I had to attach myself with somebody who was more popular and prettier than I was. Uh. <laughs> Second of all, about the job, I just wanted it for um, college apps or whatever. This last year, my senior year, they changed the rules and you had to get signatures from all the heads of school, right? For whatever stupid reason. I had no problems with literally everybody else except for and you know why he had a problem because i was the girl that never wore my uniform what oh that was the reason that was straight up the reason how could you do that to some and kid like... literally and i thought we were good like him and i had a really good rapport like they had tried giving me detention all throughout high school but i never showed up so they just stopped doing it they stopped telling me what to do oh my god they knew they weren't gonna get anything from me so they just stopped doing it so i walk into this office and i'm like all happy and cheery i'm like all right like this is gonna be easy whatever the other heads of school who the really mean lady i forget what her name is she doesn't work there anymore yeah i'm gonna have to bleep that out again Literally, I thought that was going to be hard, but she was easy. She was a breeze. I get into that office. I'm all happy and cheery and shit. I could hear, like, the squeaks on the the carpeting on the floor, like, in that office when you walk in. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, like, I just need you to sign this, then I can be on my way. No big deal, right? And he looks at me, looks at the paper, looks up and down. It's it's so fun. Like, and I tell you, it's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. Looks at the paper looks up at me and looks back down and goes, Leslie, I can't sign this. <laughs> Excuse me? What? Why not? You don't wear your uniform. You're going to be a bad role model to younger students. And I oh, look at him and I look God. at the paper. I look at him and I look at the paper and I go, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, like I just, you can't do it. I can't do this for you. So I pick up the paper, again, me being melodramatic as fuck, because I was so melodramatic and a drama queen. Like, I pick the paper up, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I throw it in the trash and storm out his fucking office. (laughs) Gag after that, though, is, like, I was such a little bitch, too. No one used to... no one used to see me cry in school because they were like, no one can see me cry. I'm a bad bitch, even though bad bitch wasn't a thing yet. But um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to the bathroom, cried on the phone to my mom, and I was like, how could they do this to me? Like, I've already been it for three years. They're trying to sabotage me. What is this? <laughs> and then the next day goes by, I get called into his office, and he goes, Leslie, 
I'm sorry. You know what? I made a mistake. <laughs> and signs the paper. And I look at him just like, you thought. <laughs> you thought. And the other two, I think he did this because he knew I would win because I was attached to Taylor, was during the whole, like, election thing. Obviously, yeah. they announced that we won because I knew that I would. And I look at him again and I'm like, again, you thought. <laughs> Literally, wow. I was the most petty human being. I'm sure you got stories like that, too, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I could take a whole other, like, episode slot just spewing out my Woodland stories. Well, let's hear some. This is more like my senior year. I was sitting next to... And I was in physics. And... Like, I, I didn't really have a boyfriend that much for, you know, like a serious relationship before. So because he was like super smart and could like help me help me with like my projects and my homework. And I get it. You know, he was also I thought he was cute at the time. You know, he's still not that bad looking of a guy. Yeah, I think he has a girlfriend. He's had a girlfriend for a little bit, but. I would sit next to him and he'd like talk to me about our homework and stuff and I'd like kind of look over and you know see that he was getting A's and like I also thought like he was kind of cute so I wanted to try and ask him out and you know how you asked him out not the other way around eventually asked me out. I was like I don't know I I wasn't there (laughs) yeah he and it like like asked me out but I made the first move Okay. Um, and you know, eventually, like, moved our seats around. Um, and at that point, I was like, "Oh man, this guy is smart and like he's cool and like not like douchey and like fratty like some other boys in our class." And like I told, um, you know, like if you sit me next to next time you do these rotations I think he'll really help me with the homework and he'll be a really good influence and he was like you know Samantha I'll think about it <laughs> lo and behold I was sitting next to him again and then like a couple weeks later we started dating and <laughs> just so disappointed but also kind of impressed at my strategy People were so weird about that in school. I, even though it was, like, totally normal at other places, people, like, get, like, the biggest deal. They're I, having sex. <laughs> like, I don't understand why. Maybe because it was such a small school. But literally, they made it yeah. such a big deal with, like, everybody. When everyone started dating, especially... Oh, I didn't date Like, anyone. when opposites <laughs> attract and, yeah. I hooked up oh, yeah, with a lot of always... people low-key, but, like, I know... <laughs> Yeah, you were never the one to, like, you know, wear your heart on your sleeve. And, like, that's honestly a good thing. No. Okay, so I don't know if you actually remember this again. But literally, like, the year after we all graduated, I think, like, my freshman year in college, I think we were at somebody's house for something. And it was, like, mostly your crew, Not necessarily, like, the girls I hung out with, but it was mostly, like, your crew. And I did this thing where I asked or, like, um, what everybody thought about me in high school because I just thought it would be funny. 
everyone said they were terrified of me. <laughs> yeah. I don't really uh, understand why, but... <laughs> you know, I could kind of see where they were coming from, but I could also see where you were coming from. I think it was how you were always a little... I was angry then, I get it. a private person, you might have been a little angsty, (laughs) and, you know, you were elusive and a mystery, and people are like, whoa, what is that person's deal? Especially when we're so young and in such a small class, (laughs) like, that universal woodland experience, it's crazy. I know, I wish I could get, like, more into detail about, like, everything that went on there without it coming off like I because I'm not bashing the school like I went there for such a long time and especially I feel like um in grade school even though they held me back a year thanks without telling me <laughs> like That's that, fucked up. that happened to a lot of people though it did it happened to a lot of people but in like that grade when we got to high school it just the like, it's so hard you know it's so hard to explain oh yeah Oh, yeah, it's kind of like freshman year of college where you're in a whole new playing field and you just don't really know how to identify or where to go, especially in the beginning. No, but at least in college, like, you're surrounded by, I don't want to say normal people, but, like, mm, more yeah. normal people. <laughs> like, you know, people in society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have today for this episode. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about her childhood traumas. If you want to plug your socials, anything that you have going on, please do so. Oh, yeah. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for having me on your story, Emporium. And uh, my Instagram is... Yeah, for my music, it's uh, Sam and the Government. Sam and the Government. Like, you know, what's always in your phone and in your computer. And, you know, it's just me and the band. Um, and that's kind of the... Are you the band? The is it is it like an actual band or is it just you? Like singular? It's literally just me right now. Gotcha. I uh, <laughs> am on the keys. I have bass and that's what i mean you're like you've always probably been the most like i've always thought this even back then you were the most talented person in that school (laughs) hands fucking down like besides like maybe like joel who also was hella talented as well joel i don't know what he's doing right now but i hope he's doing well i hope he's doing well too sometimes like woodland kids kind of kind of like step back a bit but they're always back and they're always you know on to something so good for them all right well thank you so much (laughs) for coming on yeah absolutely stay well us bye